What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Ish, and welcome to the ninth segment of the Ish Condish podcast. First off, I just want to say that it feels so good to finally have the chance to create a new episode. So many things have happened in the bubble over the last two months. TJ Warren turned into MJ, Dame put up historic scoring numbers, D Book showed flashes of a young Kobe, the Clippers forgot how to close out games, and Jimmy Butler showed everybody why he's a top 10 player in the league, and LeBron James captured his fourth championship, causing the MJ vs. LeBron GOAT debates to rise up once again. I know that I live in LA right now, but I can't stand the Lakers. However, they're one of the most respected franchises in all of sports, and they did this one for Kobe. I guess the job is finally finished. Today, I'm going to talk about the rise and fall of Derrick Rose. Derrick has a special place in my heart, as he is one of the biggest influences in basketball history, and he's arguably the biggest what-if in the history of the league. Even though Derrick is very reserved, he embodies resilience, and he has one of the best comeback stories in all of sports. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. Derrick was born on October 4th, 1988, in Inglewood, Chicago, one of the most dangerous places in the country. He and his three older brothers grew up without a father, and they were raised under their loving mother, Brenda. The Rose family was very close, and his mother helped keep Derek off the streets by making him focus on his basketball skills, as well as his schoolwork. His three older brothers, Dwayne, Reggie, and Alan, took on a fatherly role when it came to their youngest brother. By the 8th grade, the people of Chicago knew that Rose was a special talent. He was a lightning-fast guard with a tight handle, he was an incredible acrobatic finisher at the rim, and he could jump out of the room. Since he was a hot commodity, his brothers were constantly by his side in order to protect him from entering gangs or using drugs. His brothers would pick him up from school and attend all of his basketball practices, but most importantly, they taught him how to be humble and what it took to be great. Through sheer hard work and dedication, he quickly became one of the best point guards in the nation. In his senior season at Chicago Simeon Academy, he averaged 25 points per game and guided the Wolverines to their second consecutive title, finishing the season with a 33-2 record. After winning the 2007 Illinois Mr. Basketball Award, he decided to attend the University of Memphis to play for the legendary coach John Calipari. Rose led the Tigers to 38 wins and a national championship appearance, but they ended up losing to the Jayhawks due to the heroics of Mario Chalmers. In 2009, he would be taken by the Chicago Bulls with the number one pick, and he quickly established himself as one of the young and up-and-coming players in the league during the first round of the playoffs against the reigning champion Boston Celtics. Derek's rookie season, the Bulls were an 8th seed and he won Rookie of the Year by averaging around 16 points per game and 6 assists per game. Going into the Boston series, they were underdogs, even though KG was out. In Game 1 of the 2009 NBA playoffs, Derek had one of the best playoff games ever by a rookie by dropping 36 points, 11 assists, and stealing one on the road against the mighty Celtics. During that series, Derek was the second leading scorer for the Bulls by averaging 19.7 points per game along with 6.3 assists and 6.4 rebounds. This was his coming out party, and the established stars around the league knew that this was only the beginning for Derek. After a very solid sophomore season where he averaged 20 points per game, the Bulls ended up losing to the LeBron-led Cavs in five. Heading into his third season, Derek was fueled by last year's playoff exit, and during the 2011 season, it was truly magical. He averaged 25 points per game, dished out 7.7 assists per game, but what's even more amazing is that he became the youngest MVP in NBA history by winning the award in his third season when he was only 22 years old. The Bulls made a great playoff run that year, but they ended up losing to the star-studded Heat in five games in the Eastern Conference Finals. 
Derek was the future of the NBA heading into the 2012 playoffs. As a 23-year-old, Rose had already solidified himself as one of the league's best players. He was a three-time All-Star, he was the youngest MVP in league history, and he had led the Chicago Bulls to back-to-back one-seats in the Eastern Conference. In a league that featured players such as Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and Rondo, it was Derek Rose that was seen as the NBA's best young guard. Also, before the 2012 season, Derek had no injury concerns at all, and he missed just six games in his first three years. However, during the 2012 season, Derek only played 39 games, dealing with various injuries throughout the season. However, by the end of the season, he was fully healthy and ready to dominate. This is why most fans were shell-shocked when basketball's tragedy struck in Game 1 of the 2012 NBA playoffs. In Game 1 of the first round against the Philadelphia 76ers, the top-seeded Bulls were up 12 points with just under a minute and a half left, and the Bulls had possession of the ball. At this point, everyone in the United Center knew that the game was over. With 14 seconds on the shot clock, Derek drove to the basket and went down immediately after taking a hop step. The stadium known as the Madhouse on Madison went completely quiet. We all knew this injury was serious after Derek had trouble even standing up and putting pressure on it. It was finally confirmed that Rose had torn his ACL in his left knee and he would never be the same player again. This not only proves how unfair basketball can be, but it also proves how unfair life can be. If Derek never got injured, he would be a top five point guard in the league right now, a perennial all-star, and a perennial all-NBA player, a multiple-time MVP winner, and possibly a champion. Instead, he's not an all-star level player, and he's wasting the rest of his career by putting up good numbers on a horrible Detroit Pistons squad. But honestly, seeing Derek drop 50 on October 31st, 2018 was an amazing moment for me, because every basketball fan knows He's worked tirelessly to get back to playing, and his hard work truly paid off. It was the first time in his career where he didn't have to rehab during that offseason, and he played at a high level for the T-Wolves by averaging around 18 points and 5 assists per game. I'm going to be honest with you guys, Derek does not deserve to be the first MVP in basketball history to not make the Hall of Fame, because basketball isn't always fair. And so we're at a point in Derek's basketball career where he has not made an All-Star game since he tore his ACL in 2012. And that leaves his career resume as follows. Derek is a three-time All-Star. He won Rookie of the Year. He was the youngest MVP in NBA history in 2011, as well as being a member of the first team All-NBA that year. And of course, I know those aren't enough accomplishments for a Hall of Fame career, but he still has a time to add more accolades to his resume. According to Basketball Reference, Derek has an 11.93 chance to make the Hall of Fame. Statistically speaking, he still has a chance to make it, and the best comparison of a current Hall of Famer for Rose is Bill Walton. Just like Rose, Walton was a former MVP whose career was ruined by injury. He was also just a two-time All-Star and actually played in 128 less games in his entire career than Rose. However, while Walton was only a two-time All-Star, he also won two championships. The first championship he won was with the Blazers, a year where he was also named to the first team All-NBA, and he was also Finals MVP. And the second one he won was years later with the Celtics, where he was named Sixth Man of the Year. Also, unlike Rose, Walton had a star-studded college career with UCLA, and he's considered one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. As of, as of right now, it's clear that Derek won't be in the Hall of Fame, but he also still has a chance of making it. He's a one-time MVP, a one-time first-team All-NBA, and a three-time All-Star. The beginnings of his own resume are there. And sure, everyone has written him off right now, but remember, there was a time where everyone also said that Bill Walton should retire early after missing three seasons with foot problems. But then he proved all of his haters wrong by joining the Celtics and winning six-man of the year and a championship in the same season.
Derek still has a chance to make a huge impact on a winning basketball team. It's likely that he'll never be an all-star again, and he'll never be the MVP caliber player that he once was, but he can still establish himself as a six-man on a championship team. He can still play at a high level too. I mean, he's averaged 18 points per game the last two seasons. If he's put in the right role and system, he could thrive as the number one option off the bench. For example, after not wanting to come off the bench for years, Melo finally accepted his role as a spot-up shooter and a guy that can also help take the scoring load off Dame and CJ's shoulders. As a result, he had a great season for Portland by averaging 15 points and 6 rebounds per game, and he also played a big role in the playoffs as their third option against the Lakers. If Melo, who's also known to have a big ego, was able to take a step back and thrive, then I think Derek can easily do the same thing by being a six-man and leader off the bench. A contender such as the Lakers, Bucks, or Celtics would be so lucky to have a guy like him as a main option off the bench because he'll have a chance to be a real contributor, unlike the team that he's on with Detroit, where he's just putting up garbage stats. And he'll also have the chance to become six-man of the year. The Hall of Fame wants champions, so if Derek forces his way out of Detroit, joins a championship team, and wins a ring or two, it's still very possible that Derek Rose can avoid becoming the first MVP in NBA history to not be inducted in the Hall of Fame. That is all I have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this segment of the podcast. It's been a very busy last two months for me, but honestly, it feels so good to talk about the NBA players who made me the basketball fan that I am today. Whether you like sports or not, I think we can all agree that Derek's comeback story is truly inspirational. Hopefully one day, we'll be seeing him stand up at the podium, making his Hall of Fame speech in front of thousands of people. Have a great rest of your week, guys, and go Badgers!